0: The following is a production of CoasterRadio.com.
1: Podcasting from our studios in Washington, D.C., This is CoasterRadio.com. Hello, everybody,
0: and welcome to the one, the only, the original theme park podcast. This is CoasterRadio.com. My name is Mike Collins. I'm sitting here with EB. We are ready for another week of Coaster Talk. Coaster Talk. That's the other show that we do. This is Coaster Radio. (laughs) Hello,
2: welcome to Coaster Talk.
0: I know, we should do that. We should do one where we, like, open up. It's almost like a psychiatry thing where we, like, listen to people's coaster problems. All the coaster boys could call in.
2: I I like that coaster talk. That'd that'd be good. We could ask people. They could call in and they could be like, look, I know I like girls, but. I think I love Cedar Point
0: more. You know that could be a really good show. Like we could actually have people call in anonymously. You and I could put on our Freud hats, and they could special- confess. Yes. We could we could analyze. I like this. I'm I'm thinking I like this. Tell a lot. me
2: about your first ride. <laughs>
0: There we go. I like that a lot. I th- you know what? There it is. A future show. A future show born right here. I'm liking it. The future. It. The it. future, Mike. It's all about the future this week. It is about the future. We are doing one of the first of three shows, which we are calling our Back to the Future shows. Wait a minute.
1: Hold on.
2: Hold on, Mike. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that you built a podcast
0: <laughs> out of a DeLorean? I figure if you're going to do it, you might as well do it with some style. <laughs> And there, ladies and gentlemen, is the first of many lines that we are going to quote from Back to the Future over the next three weeks. So so get very excited. This is going to be great. What we're talking about is if you go to CoasterRadio.com and you click on the button that says Archive, E.B., we have over 150 episodes that people can go back and listen to as far back as 2005 as far back as far back in time that's right and you know time is like a string eb it's not cyclical like you think it's like a string so we could actually go back in time and listen to an old show and comment on what we said five or six years ago it's amazing would we make would we make like an alternate future though i don't want to go into like evil coaster radio land or something
2: like that like they did in back to the future Part Two.
0: this is a little bit yeah we don't want that we don't want like this that'd be be the part
2: where like clint novak runs the town (laughs) He has the hotel, and he's my
0: dad. That's right, and he's got his own museum, the Clint Novak Museum. Eat that, Coaster Radio. That's the Clint Novak (laughs) Museum, and it's got beanies, and then he tries to shoot me. That's right, and he he thinks that you're in Germany. He thinks that you're there at a boarding school, EB, but you're not. And then he's (laughs) married your mom. It's all horrible. It's horrible, so hopefully that's not what's happening. But, yeah, what we're going to do in just a little bit is actually fire up our own CoasterRadio.com time machine. And you're going to notice that the sound effects for the time machine sound eerily familiar. So just <laughs> I'm sure I don't know what you mean. <laughs> so get ready for that. But then what we're going to be able to do is hear a certain show that's as far back as 2005. We're going to listen to a piece of that show and then comment on it with 2011 commentary. It's going to be fantastic. It's poetic, Mike. It's poetic. You know what? I don't think that any other theme park podcast or maybe even EB, any other podcast has ever done this before. So we're we're, wow. we're blazing a trail here. I'm liking this. Blazing a trail like the like the tire
2: treads of a Delorean <laughs> on the on the parking lot of Twin Pines Mall. That's right, with the big J C Pennies in
0: the background. And that's right, or Lone Pine Mall, as oh, it was known that after, is true. afterwards. Old Man Peabody, he had this crazy dream <laughs> of breeding <laughs> pine trees. Pine trees. <laughs> I love it. We gotta, we gotta do as many of these quotes as we can because it's making me happy. It's making me happy. now. Treats. Now before we go back in time to 2005, let's talk about something big that happened here in 2011. Last weekend, EB was opening day at Holiday World, and you and your son were there.
2: Yeah, like we were there. We camped right at the campground next door. We we had our tent set up across Lake Rudolph. There, we could see the park. When we woke up in the morning, it was raining, and so we said, even though it's two hours before the park opens, we can stand around in the rain here, or we can stand around in the rain huh. at the gates of Holiday World.
0: And being a good coaster boy, you always know, it's if it's going to rain, you might as well stand in the rain at the park. That's a lot better.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So we went and we stood in the rain at the gates waiting for the ticket counter to open up so we
0: could get our season passes printed. We were first in line, and and we were there. It was great. This must have been a great day, though, because we have been talking for a long time that, of course, your son won the big contest at Holiday World, becoming Holiday World's number one fan. This
2: was a thing that was back in the back at the end of the last season in the fall. Um, Holiday World asked people to submit videos telling Holiday World why that you were the number one fan, and I sent it a video of my son Mark, and his reasoning was that because he was going to be over 42 inches tall, he was going to be the most excited about
0: this season because he was going to get
2: to ride so many new rides.
0: This is so exciting. So what was it like? Was he excited to be there? Because I know I saw that you actually posted on Facebook photos of Mark sitting there at the computer looking at the long list of rides at Holiday World. He must have been pretty excited.
2: He had it all plotted out. He was so excited. And I called him some trip reports, Mike, and I think we decided that we would just bundle them all up and put them at the end of the show. But let me break it down for you. He... Had no fear. It was awesome. He loved every minute of it. He didn't complain about the rain in the morning. I think the fact that there were no lines because the crowds were low because of the rain and it was opening day, that really helped this experience because it was the day of re-rides. He got to ride everything he wanted to ride, and he got to ride everything he wanted
0: to ride as much as he wanted to. That's the That is the best, and that's one of the great things about going on sort of a rainy day. You know, because the people usually clear out or, or don't go at all. And then if you are brave enough to brave that rain, you've got reride after reride It's fantastic.
2: It was awesome. He learned very quickly that when you get to the end of the ride cycle or you come back to the station or whatever it is, all you have to do is yell out,
0: again, again,
2: <laughs> and the ride out will say, okay, and then off you go. And he, he, rode, he rode Revolution, which is, you know, the spinning ride that you get – Pressed up against the side, and then it goes up at a ninety degree angle. Oh almost. yeah,
0: yeah, that's an intense one too.
2: It's a super intense ride. I can't ride that ride more than once. He rode it three times in a row. We went back later in the afternoon. He rode it four
0: times in a row. Wow! See, he's already he's taken after Dad and Uncle Mike. So Collins, too. hardcore. That's right. Taken after both of us. I'm liking this. Very good. And he he rode the Howler, which is the the Kitty Steel
2: coaster. He rode that ten times. Oh,
0: wow. Wow. And so what is what does daddy do during all of this? Because I'm sure you're looking Well, off. I, rode,
2: I rode the Howler with him. I couldn't ride it that many times in a row. I, we moved from the front to the back because every coaster boy knows that the Howler at Holiday World is kind of rough in the front, but it's okay in the back. But I couldn't go more than like four times in a row before I needed Ooh. to take a break. He's, he's riding these things all, all day long. It doesn't matter. We rode the, the Frightful Falls, which is the little log flume. He rode that. Wasn't afraid in the pitch black tunnel. Wasn't afraid when we got to the top of the drop. We rode that one seven or eight times in a row.
0: See, there you go. They, so he is getting in. He's getting into it. EB. He's going to be one he's of those. He's so getting into yeah. it. He loves the
2: uh, the the raging rapids, the Whitewater rapids ride, which is we've talked about this before. One of my personal favorites. Sure. He loves that. It's one of his favorites. See the the, uh, the geysers that shoot out. That's one of his. That's the best part for him. Yeah. Gobbler getaway. All the kiddie rides that you could think of. We rode everything. It was awesome.
0: You know what's great about this is because he is Holiday World's number one fan and won the family four season pass. Passes, this is just the beginning like you guys are going to be able to go back over and over and over all year
2: this is just the beginning we're going we're going again this weekend so next week's show wow. it might be another bundle of voicemails from me from holiday world again because we're going back this time with the whole family from the baby the wife dean who's you know crossed the 36 inch mark so he can ride a, a bunch of things but he go. can't ride the 42 inches yet but you can expect another uh, run of calls again next week because we're going to go next weekend. We're going to go the weekend after that. We're just going to go all the time. As much as we can Like handle the
0: gas money – There you go. We'll be at Holiday Mm -hmm. World. Sure, sure. And the great thing for everybody is that EB's voicemail calls are all going to be bundled at the end of this show. So make sure you listen after we end today's show because you'll hear all of them in a row. And EB, you did a great job of explaining everything that was going on through the day. It was pretty exciting. I felt like I was living through you.
2: I did my best. I mean we always talk about what makes a good trip report,
0: what makes a good call, and I I tried my best – To set a good example and call in some good calls. You did a great job. And actually, speaking of live trip reports, we've got one right now from all the way on the West Coast. Let's head to the voicemail line.
2: Hi, guys. This is Deidre Rodman calling in with a live trip report. I am at the Beach Boardwalk at Santa Cruz in California, and I just rode the Giant Dipper wooden roller coaster. It opened 85 years ago on my birthday. I just rode it, and uh, my daughter's with me so now. My husband is on it right at this moment. We're both sat in the front car. It's awesome. Woo! Because it starts with a tunnel. And uh, there's a lot of airtime, lots of fun. packs kind of a wallop. And uh, the Santa Cruz Boardwalk is really fun. Very old school. We just rode the carousel. It had the brass ring. I highly recommend it. I've never been here, and I'm having a blast. So thanks so much. Talk to you later.
0: All right. Thank you very much, Deidre. You know, EB, that's one of the places that is on my list of places to go. I have always wanted to go and visit the Santa Cruz Boardwalk and actually have been close enough. There was one point where I was like 10 miles away, but it was closed that day. So there was no way for me to get there and to ride that great old roller coaster that's there.
2: The Santa Cruz Boardwalk. I would love to go to the Santa Cruz Boardwalk. And, Mike, this is something. A friend of mine and I were actually plotting and planning on maybe moving to Santa Cruz. This was way back in the day. Yeah, with, with a buddy of mine. this was we were doing Costa radio, I think at the time when this was going on, and we were thinking about possibly getting out to uh, to California and, and and being West Coast people and living in Santa Cruz. And I said, wow, I'm doing Costa radio, talking about going back in time. <laughs> I'm doing Costa radio. This would be awesome. Because Santa Cruz is pretty cool with the
0: boardwalk. Oh, that would have been great. Because then, if that was the case, right now I could now, be the West Coast correspondent, Mike. That would have been pretty awesome. If we were doing like a whole Back to the Future thing, who knows? Maybe like one change in history. This is the alternate timeline. That's it right. Be- yeah, one change in the timeline, EB. And you're out in Santa Cruz, and I'm here in DC, and we're doing an East Coast West Coast show. Wow. Wow. Well, yes. Yeah, speaking of time travel, it is time right now to begin the inaugural Back to the Future show, EB. We are going to go back in time right now. Now, to go to one of our favorite shows of all time, it's the one where it was you, me, Flava, and Greg K., and we were talking about dating at the theme parks. I remember that one, Mike. That's a good one. That's right. So let's see if we can even refresh our memories further. We're going to actually get to hear ourselves, possibly even see ourselves, but make sure, EB, that you don't actually touch your other self, because then it's going to be like Time Cop, you know, where you turn into a big pile of goo, so you don't want that. that. That's a completely different reality. <laughs> that's,
2: a, that's a whole different rules, Mike.
0: That's right. Well, I wanted to bring out as many time travel movies as possible here. So, oh, okay. anyway. If we're doing that, it could get really messy in here. That is true. So, if you are ready, EB, let's open the doors to our DeLorean here. There we go. And uh, you can ride shotgun if you'd like. That's fine. Thank you. Okay, that's I'll be great. like Einstein. Yeah, okay. let's do. You can be like Einstein. That is good. We, do you have the little... Uh, Timer around your neck. (laughs) I've got the timer. Jesus Christ! You vaporized me. (laughs) It says 121. 121 (laughs) in zero seconds. Okay, so there we go. So now let's uh, turn the time circuits on. (laughs) You gotta love these sound effects, EB. It's making it all just so like so so realistic. That's what I'm liking about. Okay, as funny as a screen door in a (laughs) (laughs) battleship. Thank you very much. Why don't you make like a tree?
3: Get out of here! Get out of (laughs) here!
0: It's leave, you idiot. Okay, so now, E.B., actually, if you would type in on the time circuits there, September 26, 2005, that's where we're headed. So if you could do that real quick. <laughs> there
1: you go. Okay, very nice,
0: E.B., that was great. Okay, so now the flux capacitor is fluxing. If you're set, E.B., let's the go. Libyans! <laughs> it's Libyans, E.B. Let's see if these bastards can do 90. I Sorry. don't know how they did it, <laughs> but they, they found, found me. It. <laughs> so here we go, E.B., oh, we're going to fire it up. Oh, this is just like the movie, EB. It's got the I have my cowboy outfit on. <laughs> that's part three. That's part three, but that's all right. That's all right. Oh, right, here we go, EB. <laughs> oh, you gotta love that. That was just like the movie, EB. The realistic sound effects and everything. Pretty
2: cool. That's right. I'm thinking
0: fourth dimensionally. <laughs> You need to for this. You need to for this. So, EB, here we are right now. It is September 26, 2005. I I just heard the uh, plutonium chamber, though. We're going to have to fill that in in just a little bit. We've
2: arrived. Do they have plutonium here? I don't know. We're going to have to, like, pull this way, horses or something, or make those colorful logs. That's true.
0: It has been five years, seven months, and 16 days, EB. Uh, since we did this particular show. So I'm excited to hear it and and actually hear from our former selves because this was a time, EB, where there was no Facebook, there was no Twitter, none of that was going on. How did we survive? So so
2: we're actually here? So are we like ghosts of Christmas past? Are we visiting and we can't see them? Or are we like peeking out of the closet like uh, Marty did in – Back to the Future Part 2.
0: I think that is what it is. We're kind of like peeking through so we can sort of see shadows of ourselves, but we, we're actually going to be able to hear ourselves perfectly. Okay, okay, good. Okay, so here we go. Let's uh, let's listen in on September twenty sixth,
3: 2005. I thought it would be a cool topic to talk about... Um uh, dating, As we talked about in previous shows, this mm-hmm. how, how dating would affect like an experience in a theme park. That's right. And would, would a date in a theme park be kind of cool to go to?
0: Here's the thing I'm wondering about is would you take a blind date to a theme park or would you only take somebody you've been dating for a while? And that's what I, I was kind of thinking about. And I don't know if I know the answer to that. I say blind date
4: no because if you don't like her, you're forced to hang uh-huh. out longer. Yeah. Blind
0: dates are like you want to get a
4: quick and easy thing out of the way, maybe a short date. But think about it this way.
3: Blind dates are probably the most difficult dates to go on. Mm -hmm. And the hardest thing to do is to do an icebreaker. What mm-hmm. better way to do an icebreaker than in a theme park, especially if they're both into the same thing? Right. That's the one thing they have in mm-hmm. common is theme parks. Yeah. No, I'm going to have to It's say, an icebreaker! No, I'm going to say no. Blind date and a regular date are two
2: totally different things. Blind date, you got to do like a movie date where it's minimal you interaction. Talk, because yeah. the, <laughs> purpose, the purpose of the blind date is to get a first impression and then get out of it yeah. quick. Because then you can decide if you want to do the real date or not. And a good real date is a date that involves some sort of conversation and that sort of thing. So I would say theme park then might be hmm. a little bit better, but I wouldn't go first date. But Unless you, g- you
4: meet someone off the internet. You know, <laughs> but here's the thing. <laughs> meet me at the... Uh, Think about this. His.
3: Think about this. Blind dates, you have to find times to talk, right? But there's times where you just want to just experience something and just mm-hmm. not talk. Cue lines. Cue lines are the best time to get to know somebody. But that's so yes. the time then when you get, get right into it. But you're trapped, man. You're trapped in the queue line. That's the problem is that if you,
2: if you say, well, Gia, let's go get in this line. And then you're literally stuck with this person for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. That's a long time to be stuck with somebody
3: Yeah, You know what, remember that one guest that we had Who went to, to this coaster trip For like what, two weeks we or were something ha- This is uh, jo- Joseph and yeah, his friend
2: we, And it's like two couples We
3: right. always thought that that was the big issue for us It's just like hey, how are they going to survive mm-hmm. With like taking their it's girlfriends with them the relationship. Yeah, I think this would be a great topic to bring him in and ask him how his experience went. Because he kind of gave us a little rundown in the forums. But yeah. I'm curious to see firsthand what what things affected them. Because mm-hmm. they were both, like, our concern was, like, are the, are the girlfriends aren't into, into the coasters, too? And yeah, apparently they did, were. He
2: did get asked that on the forums. And he said mm-hmm. that it didn't really bother the relationship that much at all. And, they, I mean, they had
0: fights and things like that. But for the most part, it was cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to know details. Well, let me bring this up. Is that I worked, talked to somebody who worked at Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. And she said that Walt Disney World is the breakup capital of the world.
4: Aww. And here's why. Whoop. Because
0: so many people go there for... Because he's a player. <laughs> I don't know. So many people go there for dates and whatnot, and they expect everything at Disney World to be perfect. Michael, but you get there, yes. I I have
4: to stop and interject. I ha- I am one of those uh, percentages. <laughs> you were you were. I was oh, in really? there. Yes, oh, dude. Oh, in high man. school. What happened? What happened? Television. Tell us, Tell us right was, now. It was my sophomore year of high school, and you oh. know, there's just was just, it was just uh, you know a lot of chicks there, and I was like, wow, well, I better uh, you know. <laughs> just, okay, I'm she's not, not a listening chick? now. I mean. You dog. <laughs> so, so what happened? Yeah. What happened? No, it was just uh, you know. It's being stupid in sophomore year, it's like ah, uh, you know, dump her. There's other girls, da da da. And wow, it was just at Disney World, and that's where it <laughs> happened. So you were part of the percentage. I'm in
0: there. I must. I must. I have to admit, because what I'm saying is that people happiest get there, place on earth, yeah. and I'm not happy. Exactly, it must be you. there are lines. It's hot. You know, things aren't going perfectly and people like start yelling at each other and fighting.
3: Maybe Disney World or any theme park is a really good test for a relationship. I think it is. It's a really good one cuz if you're you having a your doubt test your relationships. No, it's a good <laughs> test to see if you guys can stand each other for that amount of time. <laughs> Three hours in a park, in the hot sun, and queue lines, riding afterwards, and then you have to deal with your problems. It forces you. Mm-hmm. Just like Dr. Sam said, sometimes you have to revert back to your caveman ways yeah. because you don't know what to do. <laughs> to de-evolve like in Super Mario Brothers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> have you guys taken dates? We know Greg has. We heard the story about him. But have you guys taken dates to?
3: I've attempted. I mean, like, the most that I did was actually take, you know, like, when you're, you're in high school, middle school, you take these group trips like mm-hmm. if you had to if you would call that a date you you take like these group dates mm-hmm. and so you you take like everybody kind of like pairs off with each other but it was i guess i could never really say i had my own experience with just taking a date on my own because you always had that support blanket with the other group. Right. So, like EB said, it could be more difficult to do it by yourself.
0: Theme parks are a great group date place, I think. Yes. It's definitely a good group date. Mm -hmm.
3: It's tough when it's a one-on-one kind of thing, because you really have to go in prepared for the
2: fact that you don't know how this person goes to theme parks. Right. That's the big thing, is that Mm -hmm. you don't know what rides they like to ride. You don't know, are they the type that likes to go ride to ride to ride? Do they like to sit down for half an hour and Mm -hmm. eat a meal? And so you really have to go in prepared to either sit back and let them control the day or be very aggressive and then you're going to test the relationship.
0: Let me ask you guys this, and this is something that maybe some of the people who listen out there, um, you know, even we have some couples we know who listen to this, like Coaster Mom and Kevin and some other people. What if you are in a relationship with somebody and you are a hardcore coaster enthusiast or really like roller coasters? Yes, tell me about this. (laughs) Yes, let me tell you about this, Coaster Boy. What if you're in a relationship with a girl and or guy or you know whatever your situation may be, um, that you are with that person, but they do not like coasters as much as you do. Do you think that relationship has a chance of succeeding?
3: All you have to do is start up a podcast called CoasterRadio.com <laughs> <laughs> and find <laughs> and find your match and dump the other person. No, it's uh, that's a very good question. It's like that's part of like uh, any relationship. You're gonna they're gonna have your differences. Some people are into certain things, but it seems that the coaster. I guess enthusiasts, it's kind of a tougher thing to get to. Case in point, in your relationship, your marriage. Mm -hmm. Uh, your wife is she as into coasters as you are no not at all so um, how do you do, do well it? He started CoasterRadio.com. yeah exactly <laughs> so so this is this is my release
0: but basically <laughs>
2: that's what I'm telling you that's true
0: <laughs> no but what um what we do is we plan trips um you know like if uh, Molly wants to go let's say she wants to go up to um, Pittsburgh and see falling water because she's really into architecture we'll plan to do that one day and on the second day go to a place like Kennywood
3: so you make those compromises that's right
0: but what's cool about that is sometimes I'll learn about something new and she'll still have a good time at the park so you know even though she's not like as much into theme parks as i am we still you know are able to you know compromise like you said Flavia, and do you it know that what way. that's called what's that love that i think that's what <laughs> that's a good marriage but what about the people who aren't in good marriages you know <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. oh yeah like, you know i, like, who, I have just a just, solution like, <laughs> were you like, gonna say like mine <laughs> like mine <Yeah. laughs> i have a solution to that <laughs> uh-huh.
3: i want to pose in the forums i want to see if if anybody would like to be set up by us Ooh. Let's let's set up somebody on the CostaRadio dot love match. Could it'll, we be do like, it'll be like it'll be like Match <laughs> we
0: could set we up a whole service but yeah that be not a big it, it, it Armies, is funny he, oh not he harmony <laughs> well it's true though because if you t- check out like on the internet there are a lot of like coaster couples like we know you know Kevin and Beth who are you know on our site but you also have um
3: the, the folks that went to Europe yeah that's guys. right Rob
0: yeah. and Alyssa who yeah, do yeah. themeparkreview.com. like they're a couple and mm-hmm. you can see on their website like they have all these pictures of when they got married at Walt Disney World mm-hmm. so like they're a couple that met actually through roller coasters i think so that's another one but i'm sure there are a bunch of others too who just you know love roller coasters but I'm really curious about the people who maybe one person in the couple really loves them and the other person is kind of
3: like... Eh. Well, maybe, maybe what we can do is, is call one of these um, theme parks and see if they could um, set this up. Mm-hmm. And then we can have like a little coaster date, yeah. a theme park date, and just see how it goes.
0: Let me ask you guys this. Would you ever get married on a roller coaster?
3: No.
4: F no. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late.
0: <laughs> Didn't this no, just you happen had, recently? It did. I think it did. Yeah, um, actually at Paramount's Carowinds. Um, When they opened—actually, uh, I think it was a, a year or so after they opened their board coaster. They had a Star Trek wedding on the Star Trek-themed yeah, Borg assimilator.
2: I don't know about any of those kind of, like, bungee jump <laughs> weddings and all that garbage. I'm sorry. That's like saying, hey, you know would be fun? Let's give birth to our baby while skydiving.
0: <laughs> I mean, come on. Wow, EB, I'm a little teary-eyed after listening to that show. We we heard from Flava and Greg K. Uh, it was like, you know, the four of us were back together again. How about that? That was good, and we didn't get a fax saying that we were fired. <laughs> That is true. That is true. With Elizabeth Shue uh, getting in there. I was worried
2: that traveling back, you know, being back here in time, that we would be messing with the time continuum.
0: (laughs) The Jits will never find out. (laughs) Big fly! I was monitoring that scan you just interfaced. (laughs) I remember that. That was so great. Or maybe,
2: are we still back in in time, Mike? Because maybe I'll go visit you in your bedroom and be uh, Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan. (laughs)
0: We still are. We still Because actually, while we are still here on September 26, 2005, we should talk about some of the things that we just heard. Flava said something interesting, and I don't know if we still believe this, but he said the queue lines at a theme park are the best place to get to know someone. Yeah, that's, I, I, mean, I still think that's, that can be true. Yeah, it could be true, but I, I still agree with what we said back in the past that the problem that I, I still have, I, I had back in these days and the, that I have in 2011, is that theme parks can be a really hot and sweaty place. You know what I'm saying, like, and not just for you and me. You're you're worried about the close quarters. Yes, that's That's always your thing. And I'm not even talking about myself sweating. I'm talking about all the people around you. It's just kind of like, you know, when you're in those close quarters and those close queue lines, you know, there can be kind of a scent. Going on, and maybe that's not the place that you want to get romantic with your significant other. I don't know.
2: Yeah, but if you're going to a theme park and you're going with the right girl, she's down with that kind of stuff. She wants you to, you know, she's outside. She wants that Manly Musk.
0: Maybe, yeah, maybe so. <laughs> it's possible. But see, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking is that. It's a great place if you have been dating somebody for five or six years, you know, because you really know that. Five person. or six years, yes. you really got to get her. You got to woo her. <laughs> but when you've been dating for five or six weeks, I don't think that's a place you want to go to make an impression. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're there. I think, the biggest, I think the biggest thing is the point that
2: we made, which is it's a long time. Yes, yes, that and is. That's, true. that's the thing. Is you're there all day, it's multiple dates combined in one because it's a road trip. It's the standing in line. It's you know dinner date. It's seeing a show date. It's walking around a park date. It's all these dates rolled into one. It's a big deal. That is true.
0: That is true. I want to talk about a few other things that we talked about here in 2005, but I think what we should do is go back to the future, EB, so that we can talk about this and talk about it in current terms, because I tell you what, I'm missing my iPhone. I do not I, I, I do not have my iPhone here. I don't know what happened, if it's like hot tub time machine and just things are different, but I want my iPhone. I want it back. I might accidentally bump
2: something here in, in 2005 and disrupt the future anyway, and I need to look up some stuff on Wikipedia so I can sound like I know what I'm talking about. Ah, so let's, let's go. Let's let, go.
0: Let's do it. Let's do it. So let's fire up the time circuits one more time. If you could enter in May 12, 2011. They're on the time circuits. Okay, here Very we go. Good. Okay, and the flux capacitor is fluxing. Fluxing Capaciting? <laughs> okay, here we go, EB. Let's fire it up again. Get I don't think cool. we've got enough roads to get up to 88, <laughs> Mike. Hey, EB, where we're going, we don't need roads.
1: All right, so here we are. We
0: are back. Thank, And we're going to have to refill that plutonium again for next week, EB. But we are back. It's 2011. The-
2: we have Mr. Fusion now, don't we? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think we do have Mr. Fusion, so we don't have to worry about that for next week. But the good thing is I need is- fuel. <laughs> Put in like a dead banana peel or something. Yeah, yeah, and a beer. And you and I should like go to the future now and get like our new skin replenishment and new blood (laughs) all that other stuff you've got to be a fan of Back to the Future I think to appreciate this particular show I hope so because you're not
2: going to like it at all yeah that's
0: true you're going to be like oh my god I hate that movie and I hate them so anyway, here we are back in 2011. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about some of the things that we did here back on the old show, though. There were, there were two things I thought were interesting. One is a discussion that we got in, and I'm curious if you and I have changed our opinion on this, especially it's been six more years of marriage for, for you and me with our uh, respective spouses, of course. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about what happens when one person in the relationship really likes roller coasters and one maybe doesn't like them so much. And so I wonder if that's the case for you especially now with six more years of marriage behind you.
2: Well, Mike, like we talked about at the top of the show, I went to Holiday World's opening day with my kid,
0: (laughs) (laughs) not with my That's true. That's why I thought this was such a great topic for this week because it's true. It was just a father and son experience.
2: It was a father-son experience because my wife isn't the biggest fan of the park. I mean, she likes going to the park. She'll enjoy it when she goes. We're going this weekend. She'll come down. But – It's not really her thing. She's busy wrangling these kids, I think, and and she'd rather be sitting and doing quiet than dealing with crowds and and pushing and shoving and waiting in line. So, I mean, we'll see. I'm trying to convince her that she might like the water park experience um, because you can do a lot of sitting around and just watching the kids, especially at Holiday World. They've got the whole new kids section that they're opening up this year where little kids can go and not drown. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so maybe maybe she'll like that part of it, it and, and it can be a little bit slower and a bit more calm. But, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the last six years for me has been a lot of not going to the park. And now that Mark's big enough, hopefully go into the park a lot more this time.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. With Molly, she will go with me, of course, when we go to Disney World because she's a Disney right. girl. You know, she loves that. But I notice when it comes time to go to a Six Flags park or a King's Dominion or a Busch Gardens, she's kind of like – Hey, you can go without me. Have fun. Have as much fun as you want. I'm going to go do something else. So I don't think that she loves it as much as I do. Like, she'll go. In fact, she even wants to go. She wants to go to Kings Island because one of her friends lives there. So she's like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, that could be fun because I could see my friend there. And so I don't know. I, I, but I, I after six more years of marriage and, and just the time, you know, it's been five years, seven months and 16 days. I'm seeing that a little bit more, that we maybe are one of those couples that I really love going to the parks, and she likes going to the Disney ones, but that's about it. But, but she, we make She it work. indulges you, Mike. She does. She does. So it's Aww. funny to see how just things have changed over that six years. Very interesting.
2: Fascinating. Yeah, see? Well, that's good. That's good, Mike, that you can indulge each other. You can,
0: you can work it out. You can compromise. That's what makes it work. That is true. Now, we also mentioned something else back in 2005 that we have still not done to this day here at CoasterRadio.com, and the idea was brought up by Flava, who said – Let's set up listeners on a blind date and see how it goes. Yeah, what do you think about that? Do you think that would do? You think that would work? I don't know. It, I mean, would, it would. It would work for the show because it would be funny. Yeah. The one thing I worry about. Like, did you read in the paper a couple weeks ago about how like uh, Match. dot com was being sued by a woman because she claimed that she met like a really crazy dude on Match, and I don't know, like he was just a not such a great person or something. So so she was suing them for that. So that's, that's what I kind of worry about, especially now that we've got the whole Lift Hill media thing going. I don't really want a listener suing us because we set them, you up, on set a,
2: them up on a date with a crazy person. Yeah. Well, I think
0: anybody who wants to go on a, uh, on a
2: date anonymously <laughs> via a roller coaster enthusiast comedy
0: podcast, <laughs> they, they kind of deserve it. <laughs> I like how you described our show. A roller coaster enthusiast comedy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we need to, like, put that into a trademark or something. That's good. There you go. Yeah, yeah. it's the enthusiast comedy. Yeah, so. the, there we go. So anyway, so that's what we were talking about in 2005. It's going to be interesting to hear some of your guys' thoughts as we talk about uh, things going on here in 2011. And we've got a couple comments that listeners from across the world have sent in. Speaking of across the world, Nick Hudson over there in London, UK. A B. You lie! And there's, of course, that you lie. We always have to pull that out when we have oh, Nick Hudson oh. I did find out from Nick Hudson, though, that he did survive all the craziness of the royal wedding over there. He he made it through I, w- I
2: wonder if the royal wedding I, – I would I expect – I mean there's a lot of kooky people over here in the U.S. and the states that are all about the royals and things like that. And I wonder if over there it's – divided as much as I expect it is between people who go crazy for it and people who hate it. Because I bet there's a lot of people that hate the royals in Great Britain or the UK or England or whatever you call that.
0: Yeah, I think Nick Hudson was among the group of people who said he did not care at all about what was going on with the royal wedding. He cared none. He didn't didn't care for it at all.
2: He cared zero. But I wonder if he actually like politically or maybe, you know, if he actually doesn't like it from that kind of a perspective, like with the money going to the royals and all that
0: stuff. If you asked him, he would tell you, I'm sure. But I'm sure he would also, like, write you a song about it if you asked. <laughs>
2: That's OK, let's get the uh, the political uh, point of view of having a royal family that rules over things and also is in charge of Canada and Australia, but not really.
0: You know, what would be great is if he wrote a song about that. And you know how C-Pain loves the queen because he talked about it last week. If C-Pain actually <laughs> this is
2: true. They could team up it could be Nick Hudson featuring C Pain.
0: Yeah, and like C Pain could record the hook for the song, it'd be awesome. So I don't know, I'm just I'm throwing that out there, Nick. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Remember when we threw out a whole idea about Coaster Boy the musical like within a oh week. Oh my gosh, did he run with it. So there yeah. you go. This is
2: not good, Mike. We're trying to, we, we, Nick Hudson's going to get more involved in the show now, Mike.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Even more Nick. Well, he's involved right now. He wrote in EB and and speaking of his uh composing skills he actually wrote a little bit of music to go along with this story about dating at the theme park so why don't we go ahead and play that as you can see eb it's kind of a haunting melody here so so we'll, we'll go ahead now oh. and i will uh read to you nick's words uh he says when he was at disney world with a girlfriend they went on the haunted mansion the last thing at night now the ride was due to close at 11 p.m and they got on at 10 55. And by the time they made it up to the mansion, the cast members really hammed it up because it was only Nick and his girlfriend on the ride. Needless to say, it was pretty creepy. So they walked up to the front door and they found it closed. So they just waited a little bit and nothing happened. So they tentatively knocked on the door and in true horror movie style, the door swung open slowly and a hand appeared grasping around the edge of the door, E.B., (laughs) (laughs) when the two of them cautiously entered the entrance hall they found out there was no one else in the room in fact the cast member who opened the door for them had totally disappeared now the rooms to the stretching door slowly opened and they descended further into the belly of the beast (laughs) <laughs> okay. I like Nick's style here, especially with the music. The music is really helping this. I like that. This is good.
2: Continue, please. Yeah,
0: I think this is the very first time that a listener has ever written a soundtrack to go along with one of their comments. Pretty You've cool. got a dramatic reading going. Yes, there, like. yes, yes. So he, Nick says that this was the very first time that he experienced the new audio effects in the stretching room, and they were wonderful, but they also helped increase his already tense nature. Mm. (laughs) The next hallway had a few surprises as well As a couple of the cast members jumped out As they made their way to the doom buggy Now that's something you don't get How often do you get something like that? The cast members never jump out at you That's great, I think they were like at the end of the day Let's go ahead and give them a good thrill (laughs) Let's get these Brits So he says as they got off the ride (laughs) There was nobody around And he's never felt more part of the story in his lifetime Than on that particular night and he said Aww. it added a different dimension to the attraction, and it was great to share it with a loved one like his girlfriend, Hebe. Oh. So how about that? That was very good. A great story by Nick Hudson, along with a great soundtrack, too. That's great. He, yeah, he really uh, provided us with the whole production thing. But no, I,
2: I think that's kind of cool. When you, we, At the end of the day, the end of the day at the park is a special time. I think, for everybody. And, and Nick kind of told us exactly how that worked out for him when you're there with the ladies. You you do get special treatment, I think, those last few minutes because the cast members are excited. The, the, the crew and the ride-ops, they're excited. It's the end of the day. They want to make you happy at the end because they want to leave smiling when they go home, too. They want
0: to go with that extra mile. That's right. Nighttime is the right time at the theme park, don't you think? It's, it's, it's so nice. <laughs> Nighttime because, is the right time. Oh, I love it because it's really my favorite time to be at the park. After the heat of the day, it's a nice and cool. There's usually a nice breeze. You've got all the lights twinkling all around. I mean, that can be the most romantic time at the park, especially if you're at one that really cares about the ambience. You know, if you're at an amusement park, I remember being at Knoebels at night and finding it, like, totally, like, you know, not, not to sound cheesy, but it was magical. It was so cool and just, like, so old school just with all the twinkling lights. I'll, I'll never forget it. It was great. It's nice. Yeah, it is really nice. So thank you very much, Nick. That was great. Why don't we go to our voicemail line and hear from one of our friends in the great state of Ohio.
1: Hey, Mike and Evie, this is Cincinnati John calling in for this week's listener discussion question on theme park dating. Do I think it's a good idea for you to take your date to the theme park? Well, It depends. If you're going to be one of those couples that is constantly groping and slobbering all over each other, then Ew. no. No, no, no. I think it's a terrible idea for you to take your date to a theme park. Nobody wants to see it. Just take that crap to the zoo or something and stay away from my theme park. <laughs> In the zoo. Now, on the other end, if you're going to be tasteful about things and be cute and flirt and hold hands and maybe share a moment on the Ferris wheel, then, yeah, I actually think that's a pretty good date spot. And uh, I myself have done that a few times and actually ended up marrying one of those girls. So, hey, who knows? Maybe it could happen to you, too. Great job on the show. Keep it up. Talk to you later.
0: Peace. All right, there's Cincinnati John E.B. with a couple of good points there. Something that we didn't talk about in 2005, and I don't think that we've talked about it really ever before, is that one of the gross things about dating at the theme park are other people. We're not really just talking we we've always talked about ourselves going on dates, but what about like the grossness of other people? And, and the, the too much groping apparently that John is witnessing all over the place. That is true. That is true. Now I know I know a couple of Disney excessive groping. Yeah. Now speaking of excessive groping, I know a couple of cast members who have worked at Disney um uh, and, and you know how you can cease on those infrared cameras sometimes. Ah. Uh, You know, what's going on (laughs) at some of the rides. I I have heard stories of just uh, atrocities, EB, things that would make you not want to sit in the Omnimover or the Doom Buggy or whatever. (laughs) Whatever. You ah. have Some just gross things going on. So, yes, the groping does go on and I'm not so sure I want to be subjected to it.
2: Yeah, I, don't, I, I, I agree with Cincinnati, John. If you if you want to do that kind of stuff, there's no reason for you to be out there in public doing it. Maybe when you're deep, dark in the ride. I I mean, I, I don't know if I would frown on that so much, but not out in the open. That's what I think Not I, out in the open. Not not in front of
0: everybody. I think if you're on the dark ride, if you're on the Haunted Mansion, you're in the Tunnel of Love and nobody else can see you. Go at it as, as much as you want. You have my permission. But, you yeah. have your permission. <laughs> even if even if the infrared cameras are on, yeah. I can see you. Yeah. I, what I'll do is I'll send you a special card. That's what they're paid to do. <laughs> exactly. You know, like that monorail card, the monorail pilot card that I have. Eb, I think right. we, sh- we should make some here at Costa Radio and send them out to people who want them. And then if a if a ride op says, "Hey, you need to stop that making out," they pull it off. It's got my face and your face on it, and they can just say. E.B. and Mike said it's okay, and they handed me, them the E.B.
1: and Mike said it's
2: okay
0: to make out on a dark ride. Yeah. <laughs> we could sell those, man. Five bucks a pop. That'd mean, be great. That's EB a good idea, Mike. I, I, like, it. I
2: like it. I like it. Coaster Radio make out approved.
0: Yeah. You know what? We we say that, and then we're going to get emails from people saying, hey, can I have one of those cards? <laughs> can I have one of those dark ride permission <laughs> flips? Where do I get one of those? You didn't put it and on the website. Where can I find a girl? <laughs> <laughs> We could have our coaster dating service and those coaster cards, too. That's right.
2: We'll hook up people on blind dates. We'll send them off into the dark to, with each other with permission to make out. It, I, I see no problems
0: with this. That's right, because we are the Coaster Enthusiast Comedy Podcast right here. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> now, you know, one of the interesting things I thought, EB, is because we started doing the show in 2005 – and now we're all the way here in 2011. Some people who started listening to our show back then are now teenagers. Like they might have started listening when they were 11 or 12, but now E B be there at dating age. So I was hoping that we'd get an email like we did from Brian from New York. He says that he first started listening to Costa Radio when he was 12 years old, and he remembers hearing the episode that we replayed tonight. Oh, then our, our advice could be taken to heart by him. Yeah, so let's see, let's see. He says, just like you said in 2005, EB, it was his fantasy to one day take a girl on a date to the park. Right. How about that? And he's proud to say he did exactly that last summer. He oh, t- no. Oh. I hope it was okay. <laughs> he says he took his girlfriend, Samantha, to Six Flags Great Adventure. And the best- I hope he didn't <laughs> spew ride facts at her. Well, actually, the ride
2: is not that tall because it's technically underneath the you know, with a gully and the, the drop goes below sea level.
0: I would hope not because, see, I think that if you're a coaster boy, even though it's fun to spew facts at other coaster boys, I think that if you take a girl there – Who is not a coaster girl. You try to to play it cool like, oh, I don't know, maybe that metal roller coaster over there. Yeah, you know what? There was this girl. I don't know what the name (laughs)
2: is or the manufacturer.
0: You know what's so funny is that this week at work, I'm sitting there just, you know, doing my job and and the phone rings. And it's a, a young girl who works in the office and she calls and she says, hey, you know a lot about roller coasters, don't you? And I was like, uh, <laughs> well, I, I know a little bit. I go every now and then. You know, I'm like totally playing off. Yeah, like,
2: you're playing it down. It's like, yeah. <laughs> a
1: girl. Oh. <laughs>
0: and so she starts talking to me about how she went to King's Dominion and wrote Intimidator. And she wanted just to know more about it. And I was like, Oh, I don't really know much about that ride. I haven't even been down there to ride it yet, so I totally played it off. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) you could have
2: totally geeked out on it. I totally Well, actually, it pulled 5.5 Gs (laughs) on the most intense turn, but they trimmed it out with some brakes, but people complained a big deal. And so during the off-season, they did some retracking on it.
0: You know what's so funny is I did say they did some work on it in the off-season. Calm (laughs) down the intensity and – the reaction's been overall positive. But I felt like such a douche when I said like, "Oh, they did some work on it in the off season." I caught, I was started going you're into like, the. You're throwing out the terms. You're like the yep. off season. I can't yep. even
2: say off season without yeah.
0: feeling like a dork. I know she doesn't even know what off season is, but yet, yeah, yeah, I was saying it. So I did a great job though, Eb, of playing off like. I don't do a podcast. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you mean. (laughs) You can't.
2: You're a happily married man, but if a girl asks you if you're a coaster enthusiast, you're like, uh, uh, uh.
0: I know. I'm like 17, (laughs) just like Brian from New York. I go right back to my high school days.
2: (laughs) How did Brian do? Did Brian fail as bad as we do? Well, he
0: says when he he, played cool, he did play it cool because when he took his girlfriend to Six Flags Great Adventure, the best part of it was that she was really afraid of the roller coasters, so she held his hand or grabbed his arm for most Yay, of them. Yeah, that's exactly what we talked about. Yes. That's the way to go, man. How about that? So good for Brian from New York. He says he wants to give his thanks to the guys at Coaster Radio for inspiring him when he was a kid to go on a theme park date.
2: He did it. He got the grab. He got the, oh, Brian, I'm scared. <laughs> so it worked. Chilled me on the lift hill. It worked.
0: How about that? So I'm, I'm loving it. That's a great way to end E.B., I think, with an email from Brian from New York. Uh, talking about listening to us back in 2005, which we just visited, and still listening today here in 2011, and taking advice to heart and having a great romance at Six Flags Great Adventure. Time Machine. The Time Machine Show, a a true Time Machine Show. This was a fun show. I really enjoyed getting to go back, uh, listen to the old show, see where where our roots were, where we came from. I think that's so important to do every now and then. We're going to have so much fun this week, we're going to do it again next week too. This is heavy, Mike. This is heavy. (laughs) There's that (laughs) word again, heavy. Heavy. What's wrong? Is there something wrong with the Earth's gravitational pull, <laughs> You know, one thing we did miss in 2005 and we'll have to look for next week is Mayor Goldie Wilson. Mayor.
2: <laughs> Mayor... Okay. Well, hold on to Mayor
0: Goldie Wilson. <laughs> We've got to do that for next week.
2: I clean up this <laughs> I love Mayor Goldie Wilson.
0: I love Mayor Goldie Wilson, too. Mike, About...
2: Mike, it's Marvin. <laughs> Your cousin? Marvin Mary. <laughs> You know that new sound you're looking for? You know that new podcast you're looking for next week?
1: (laughs) Well, listen to this. Well, listen to this.
0: (laughs) I love it. That's so good. Anyway, we're going back to January 23rd, 2006, where we talk about whether it's a good idea or not to pay to get to the front of the line. Going to be very interesting because there's been a lot of changes between 2006 and 2011 with all these different ride systems.
2: It's become a lot more common, and I think you get a less – I, th- I think parks have got it set up a bit better so that you don't get the dirty looks and things like that, which is which is a good thing.
0: That's true. That is true. And and there's a lot of changes that are, might be coming up even further into the future. Like maybe we could go into the future and see because there's always talk about Disney's Fast Pass maybe not being so free anymore. You know, like maybe that there's – it's going to be something that goes to the people who are staying in the resort. So –
2: I don't we know. We could travel
0: next week's show, Mike. We could travel forward in time
2: just right. like in the sequel. See, That's right. The sequel to this show is the show that we travel forward in time.
0: Oh, I think that would be so great. We'll use it Mr. might have Fuser. to happen. Yeah, there we go. I, I'm liking it. I don't, don't want
2: to get mad at anybody, though, because I'm I'm afraid I'm not very good at
0: <laughs> confrontations. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm loving it. We needed to do this type of show a long time ago. I love when he does his hand. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, there's tons of things that we could do now that we have our own time machine here at CoasterRadio.com. That sounds remarkably like the DeLorean.
2: (laughs) That that, that sounds good, Mike. It sounds like a lot of work, though, and I know you and me, we're kind of slackers.
0: (laughs) And speaking of slackers, EB, I noticed your band is on the roster for the dance auditions after school today. Why even Uh, bother, EB? You don't even have a chance. You're too much like your old man. No EB ever amounted to anything in the history of Hill Valley. I've never seen you before in my life, Mike, but to me, you
2: look like a slacker.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, <laughs> ah, I love Back to the Future. I w- it's so great. You so have
2: exactly three seconds to get off my porch with your nuts intact. <laughs> One.
0: You know what else I love? Internet Two. movie database, too.
3: So hey, this stickling. Is- <laughs>
0: So this is what we have to look forward to next week, some more Back to the Future stuff coming up. There are a lot of different ways that you can interact with the show, and we really would like to hear from you guys for this front-of-the-line privileges show, uh, just like you heard other Coaster Radio listeners on the show this week. Make sure you visit our website. It's CoasterRadio.com because the name of the show is also the name of the site. <laughs> you can also go to the CoasterRadio.com blog because that's where we have a whole place where you can go and comment about not only this show that you've heard but also the upcoming show and hopefully maybe even write in some of your ideas for what you think about paying to go to the front of the line that'll be great we've also got our email address it is feedback at coasterradio.com nick hudson and many others use that this week to get in their comments so make sure you use that but we love hearing from you guys on the coasterradio.com voicemail line it is 206-339-3360 you can also use that to call in your live trip reports just like you heard deidre do and like you're going to hear eb do in just a few minutes. Hooray! Yes, that's That's, coming up! That's going to be great. You can also join us on Twitter and Facebook because CoasterRadio.com, the podcast, is just once a week. You know you want more. You can have more. You can have it seven days a week on those two things. Twitter.com slash CoasterRadio and Facebook.com slash CoasterRadio. We must succeed. CoasterRadio.com is a production of Lifthill Media, LLC. The show is intended for private use only and may not be redistributed or broadcast without our expressed written permission. Copyright 2005 and 2011. All rights reserved. You must have the hostage special. You must have the hostage
3: special.
0: (laughs) See, that is a quote there that's not well known. That's a very good one. That's a very good one. I I challenge people to know what that is. That's pretty good. Well, we want to thank all of you guys for listening. Make sure you stay tuned right here at the end because you're going to hear all of EB's live trip reports from the great holiday world out there in Santa Claus, Indiana. This
5: is CoasterRadio.com. It's opening day at Holiday World, and the rain is coming down. We just got here. We were first in line, of course, like we've been talking about, and we already met Santa Claus, got some free coffee and free drinks, and now Mark, because it's raining, he wanted to ride a water ride, which, the Kitty Bumper Boat. So he's bumping around with a couple other kids. I see the ops are knee-deep in water, freezing cold in the water, and I'm... A great view of the Raven right here from the bumper boats and I, I see there's a there's a crowd of teenagers getting off. They uh there's no weight at all for any of the roller coasters, but they're all operating today. So here here come the kids. I'll hold the phone up so you can hear these kids getting off the uh getting off the coaster here. Okay. Hey Mike, E B again. And uh, we're having an okay day here, it's still raining a little bit, Mark is, uh, he spent all of his money within the first uh, half an hour here, after we got off the boats, all he wanted to do was play games, and now we're stuck, uh, we're riding the baby canoe ride, he only wants to ride the little kid rides, because he can't quite seem to muster up the, the bravery to ride anything quite bigger, so... And because there's nobody here, the ride ops are letting him ride over and over and over and over and over again. So this is his fourth lap on the little kid canoe ride while I stand here in the rain uh, watching him. But it's right across from Revolution, which is a 42-inch minimum height requirement ride, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping I can convince him to head over there and we can ride Revolution next. Well, we're about halfway through our day, and Mark is the king of the re-ride. I have been uh, stuck here at the Howler, which is the Zamparla holodog Mini Kitty Coaster. I rode it a few times and had to get off, but Mark is now getting ready to go on his tenth cycle of the ride without getting off. Um, he's discovered he likes the back row the best on the Howler. It's the smoothest and gives him the best ride. And if you wait just a sec, I think they're going to go up again. Here you go. I am on the exit ramp to the revolution, and Mark is just now finishing his third cycle on the ride. He does not want to get off, and I'm going to go in right now. It just stop spinning, and we can go in and talk to him. Mark, what did you think? Yeah. You want to do it again? Yeah. yeah. You want to go ride something different? That ride didn't make you sick at all. Tell tell him on Costa Radio what you thought of that ride. I. That
1: line did not even make me sick at all.